Hi, it's Tanya and Christina with a bonus episode blast from the past. We are pulling some of our best content from the Florida Travel Pod Vault. Stay tuned to see what we have in store for you. You won't want to miss our rebroadcast of this top episode. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird, right? All right, let's go on it. Run on it. Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 36, about more haunted locations in South Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is here to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week, we are sponsored by Amazing Co. Have you ever wanted to get out and explore a new town or even a town you visited time and time again? Every time I go. (laughs) Amazing Co. lets you do just that with incredible experiences from mystery date picnics, family mystery picnics, mystery food walks, and so much more. Do you see a theme here? It's a little bit of a mystery. It's (laughs) hard to figure that one out. You can eat, drink, and explore your way through a city while solving clues to get to each destination. Each experience is unique and will give you an afternoon of an adventure full of memories. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash amazing. All right, this week we are going to talk some more about haunted locations. But before we talk about that, let's talk about our Florida tip of the week. Hey, Christina. Yes, Tanya. Have we talked about the temperature in a while? You know, what's really funny is I didn't look at that tip just now. And I was thinking as you were talking, because I mean, I was totally listening to you at the same time. But <laughs> of course, of course, I was thinking and I was like, man, the weather felt so good the last couple mornings. I didn't realize that you made that the tip of the week. <laughs> it's funny. And, you know, I was looking back through this and I wondered, did she write that? Because I don't remember writing that. Why did I write about the temperatures? I think it's because it's fall all over the place, right? We're looking at it's, it's the end of September, except that it's not really fall No, in because it's still 90 degrees during the day. <laughs> exactly. So if you are visiting us from out of state or even if you are wishing that it was cooler temperatures in Florida, it really doesn't get cool until November. January. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have worn shorts on Christmas Day. I think that's some of the beauty of living here. You know, personally, I like that. But if you are here in October and you feel that like, ooh, it's like 68 in the morning and it feels beautiful and the sunshine during the day, don't be fooled. Right. Don't be fooled because (laughs) that sun is out there. So what do you need? You definitely need to not forget your sunscreen. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so this, again, is all you, all haunted locations by Christina. So, you know, we talked (laughs) two weeks about this so far. Right. We covered North and Central. And Central. And now we're going to move on to South Florida. But I got to say, I mean, I think Florida has got to be a a top state when it comes to cemeteries. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I don't know why, but I find cemeteries everywhere we go, everywhere we travel (laughs) in all the states. And it's not like I'm, you know, obsessed with dead bodies. Well, I guess I kind of (laughs) You you wouldn't think that about me because I hate scary stuff. Have you been to Halloween Horror Nights? No. I mean, yes, but I'm not going again. We're not not big Halloween Horror Night people in this podcast group. But But I love the ghost stories. I do love the ghost stories stories and and the cemeteries and the haunted things in Florida I, it's got it's probably got to do a lot with the wars 
and this, you know, like the Civil War and all that, and how oh, go before that too, because this state uh, is yeah, so the, old. The Indian Wars and like all the Indian burial grounds. We're going to talk a little bit about Indian burial grounds, burial grounds, but I find that um, those have created some of these haunted stories too. Cool. Because we have, you know, a lot of that down here. So we're going to start off um, the historic Stranahan House Museum. So it's a museum now, but it was it was a house. So it was built in 1901 and it's in Broward County. Okay. So of, we're ta- everywhere I'm talking about now is in South Florida. All right. So um, it was a bleak uh, southern frontier. It was the oldest house. It is the oldest house in Fort Lauderdale still standing. That's awesome. I love those old houses when they say, yes, it's still old. Or it's still old. It's old. It's still standing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, this was built by Frank and Ivy Stranahan. Um, She came down here with her brother and met him when she came down here. And they first served as the trading post that lured Seminoles down to the new river to do business. Because it's it's on a river. Okay, okay. It's right on a river. So... um, Frank apparently um, had found out that he had cancer and he was battling his health and it caused some depression and uh, they had they have quite a story. The website will be listed in the notes in, in where in the in show notes the show notes. <laughs> yep. Um, it's it's a really cool story. There's some great pictures on there, but he battled cancer and he got very depressed and he eventually ended up committing suicide in the river in the uh, river. Yeah, he drowned in the river. Um, in 1929 in the new river, which was right there where the house was, um, it was located on the new river. So, um, over the, it was a terrible story. She actually was like a humanitarian. I mean, she lived her whole life there and died of natural causes peacefully. Um, but it's, it's said that they, you know, they still, she still haunts the house over the years. It was transformed. Oh, it's not him that haunts the house. Well, she does because she. I'll keep. Okay, let me keep. Let me tell the rest. Of oh, the okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Over the years, it was transformed into a post office, a boarding house, a restaurant. You hear the the boarding house part. Um, this was all as a way to continue her sort of legacy of humanitarianism. Um, they don't believe any ghosts actually negatively haunt the house. So it's not like a, they're there to, you know, get revenge or something as we've learned in the past. Okay. (laughs) But the spirits of those who live there, um, they still remain. Visitors have detected a scent of roses, Ivy's favorite perfume in the master bedroom. Her brother, Albert lived there. Remember I said she came down with her brother. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You did say that. He lived there at one time. Um, and the gift shop's manager said that women have felt someone, a woman felt, or women have felt someone stroking their hair. Oh. Yeah. Um, Ivy's watch went missing from a bedside table and the staff searched without any luck. And then a few months later, the same gift shop manager implored Ivy to find the watch. Of course, I didn't expect an answer, but I suddenly felt a strong urge to look under the table, the bedside. That's wow. what she said. Oh, that's so <laughs> and cool. And then there it was. I love that fate yeah, that so, drives you to do that. I mean, yeah, that's a, a that sense, that urge, that push mm-hmm. in that right direction. I think it was her because I, I um, the stories are about her because um, she lived this whole time down there as just, she was just a life of service is the way they described it. Aww. She lived in a life of service there. So I and think so she, she still wants to serve. take care of people. Yeah. This is a happy haunt. It is a happy haunt. This see, I said, it's not negative. So next we have the Miami Biltmore hotel, which is in Coral Gables. Okay. So I thought the Biltmore hotel was in North Carolina. 
Um, I think it's a different Biltmore. I okay. think it's like a... I mean, I don't know if it just happens to have the same name. I really have no idea, but okay. it's the Miami you, Biltmore. You talk, I'll look. Okay. Yes, that's that's the website. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is hysterical because, I mean, right now Madison is in a show that revolves around the 20s. And the way that they describe this hotel, she was like, you have to make sure you actually use this word. The hotel is described as absolutely popping during the Prohibition era. Ooh. <laughs> It's the Biltmore Estate that's in North Carolina, by yes, the way. It's it not is a Biltmore. hotel, but yes. Okay, okay. okay. That, there's the difference. Thank you, my researcher. You're welcome. Um, the Prohibition era, era has always been interesting to me because so many things happened during that time that were shady and dark and, <laughs> and lots of gangsters type things. you know. Um, and of course, this one is no different. This hotel is absolutely stunning. It's gorgeous. It's just I mean, you have to look at the website, which is in the show notes, to see some of the pictures of this place. It is without a doubt the place to be and, and the, during this Prohibition era. Um, lots of things going on, people in and out all the time. But uh, two major events took place here. So like I mentioned, it's the 20s, so there was a lot of gangster activity going on. And there was a, a gangster by the name of Thomas Fatty Walsh. I love it. Yeah. I, I love the nicknames that come with all the gangster names. <laughs> yeah. So his story, the fatty story is, is on the website. It's a very long story, so I won't go into too many details, but um, he was a gangster and there was a scuffle, big fight, and he ends up getting shot there at the hotel. So he's, he's the, the murder story that occurred at this hotel. Um, and then in the early 40s, for World War II, the hotel was temporarily repurposed into a military hospital. So, of course, you know, so many of our hotels in right. Florida were. I had no idea until I started visiting those historic hotels of America is another site that you should check out at some point because it lists all of these hotels. And yes, so many of them right. were military hospitals. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was saying like between Civil War and, I, you know, I guess World War Two to a lot of the a lot of these um, um, places down. I mean, I want to say South because a lot of the civil war stuff is here, but, um, that it's just the concept of the, the, the soldiers that died in this area, you know? Yes. So it was a, it was a military hospital. So, you know, a lot of soldiers died there and among those supposedly haunting the joint are veterans who died in the building during that hospital during those years. Um, and then here's the most tragic one to me. Um, a mother was climbing up on a balcony to save her son. He climbed up on the balcony and she was trying to get him and she ends up falling. Oh no. Yes. Oh, that's, isn't that horrible? Yes. That gives me, that gives me chills. Yeah. It was a high rise tower suite. Um, a, a married woman caught in bed with a lover and the Ooh. gangsters from the 1920s and 30s. So those are all the different, um, I guess we can call them all tragic stories, yes. all some sort of strange darkness around them. Um, those are all the stories from there. And then still um, today, it's a luxury hotel. Um, so I looked this up because you did all the research for this episode and I really didn't look at any of it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it looks it looks like those standard beach hotels that you see along the Florida coastline, but inside it's these gorgeous Isn't it exquisite? Greek columns, yep. curved architecture. It's really beautiful. But I just I had to look because I thought, okay, Biltmore 
Biltmore Estate in North Carolina is the Vanderbilt right. Estate. This has nothing to do with that. I So I just quick did a little research. This was not built by the Vanderbilts. It has nothing to do with them. I didn't think it did in that respect because when you said it, I was like, I didn't even think about the fact that it was called Biltmore. And I didn't really mention any of that in in the descriptions and the story. Right. So now it's still um, a luxury hotel. Would you stay there? Uh, um, I, um, <laughs> I, I, I have it's, stayed. It's like tragic. Oh, these, these were the more tragic stories. Here. I haven't, I've stayed where, uh, I, I stayed in a hotel where we were there with a bunch of other bloggers and one of them had a haunted experience. And now knowing what she went through, I'm like, mm, no, no, <laughs> I don't, I, I would visit. I don't know that I would spend the night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like that about my, I'm not a, I don't like being scared. Why do I like this stuff so much? I don't know. <laughs> I like the story. I'll sit here I, and happily read all about it. It's because I like reading and I like history. Well, and I think you like the stories, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Okay. So here we move on to the Key West Cemetery. Like I said, we, we have, have the cemeteries, cemeteries down here and they're old. They're good old, good old cemeteries. Um, this is a historic cemetery, of course. Um, Ghosts and Gravestones is where um, I, I got most of this story from. Uh, so you can look at that on the show notes. If any of these, um, I'm, I'm giving you the basics of the story. If you want to delve further, they're all listed in there. So that's, Well, and Ghosts and Gravestones is a tour company. Did yes, you? Okay. I did. I did. And I've done one of their tours, in not in Florida, but they do a great job and they know their history. Right. That's why I trust their, their source. Um, they say that there's 100,000 people that have been buried there. And many of them are still lingering between life and death. So... How do that many people fit in Key West? <laughs> I, I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit like Savannah where they had buried, buried bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies and right. like, and they just sort of shoved them all in. I don't know. <laughs> now, is this, is this one of those above ground cemeteries just because of the fact that it's an island and it's, you know, probably a low water table? I do not know because I think they have, um, they have the underground, but I think they also have the mausoleums there. Okay, so tell me more about the Key West Cemetery. Okay, so apparently there are some really funny um, atypical headstones there. So I've seen some of these pictures floating around lately, and I guess this is where they come from. And um, example is that one of them says, I told you I was sick. Oh, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> wait, isn't that a headstone in the Haunted Mansion line at Disney World? Probably, but that's, I think it's along that premise, you know? Um, one of <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine you're gone and you, t you know, you keep telling people, I told you I was sick. And then they put that on your headstone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my, one of my kids would be like, I told you I was sick. I told you I was sick. And then would come back and be like, I told you I was sick. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love it. But be aware as you wander amongst the gravestones, the website warns. Ooh, why? Because yeah. what could we find? Because I'm guessing there's some pretty upset people if they're putting, I told you I was sick on their gravestone. You may just run into the spirit of a well-known Bahamian woman who sees herself as the guardian of the graves, the graveyard. Ooh. 
She'll only approach you though if she she feels that you're being disrespectful to the gravestone. So you have to, like, if you're sitting somewhere, you have to make sure that you're not um, sitting on a grave somewhere. Just sit on a bench, stay on the path, and, okay. and you can avoid her her wrath from being upset. That I you're, mean, you shouldn't be disrespectful anyway. It shouldn't take a ghost. It to shouldn't keep you take in a line, ghost but. to keep you off of the gravestones. Yes. Um, visitors have reported this stern ghost approaching them with an angry look on her face and then disappearing. I think I would probably just plain flat out leave the cemetery. Uh, Sorry, I didn't know. Right? (laughs) Yes, I agree. Yeah. So other eerie encounters um, include disembodied voices, shadows, strange orbs of light. That's the that's the one I've heard a lot of is not necessarily this cemetery, but in cemeteries, the strange orbs of light. Yes, I agree, because you do see that in the cemeteries and sometimes in those hotels. Mm-hmm. It's not always that direct apparition. Yeah. I love it. So apparently in the Key West Cemetery, there have been lots of reports of mysterious lights and shadows and figures. So. So Coral Castle. Um, oh, I want to go here. This one sounds so cool because um, have you? You haven't been. I've I've been to Stonehenge. Oh, this well. makes me think of Stonehenge. Oh, okay. So it makes me think of Stonehenge. They compare it to the pyramids, the way that the pyramids were like sort of, you think you look at the pyramids or you look at Stonehenge okay. and you're like, how the heck did they, were they able to do that? It's in the Southern part of Miami-Dade. Um, it's well known, not just for its immense coral structures. You have to look at the website to see the pictures because this is a podcast, you know? Right. <laughs> but also for the great mystery that surrounds the sculpture garden in stone. So quarried, cut, and transported, and constructed by Edward, I cannot say this name, Lead Skelnan, Lead something, well, Lead Skelnan. It's, it, oh, it's, it looks very, the letters make sense, but the, the, I can't figure <laughs> out the, <laughs> the accent. Uh, they're huge pieces of stone um, that were compared to the pyramids in Egypt. Wow. I, I look at it and I see Stonehenge. So that w- that should give you an idea. And they're like stacked on top of each other in such a strange way. It is. And I wonder why. So, I mean, they <laughs> there have been talk of aliens. Ooh. <laughs> um, how one man managed to achieve this amazing feat has, is the mystery that surrounds Coral Castle. It is open to the public, so you can go there and visit. And I kind of feel like I want to just to like see, you know, like I said, I've been this, I've not been to Egypt, so I've never seen the pyramids, but I'm sure it's probably a very similar look to like, how on earth did they manage to do this? Right. And, so, and again, why? So they they wondered if, you know, he had some sort of supernatural power, more of a mystery than a traditional haunt. But Coral Castle has always been surrounded in a heavy shroud. Many people say aliens helped him. Others say <laughs> that he was possessed with magical powers. But undeniably, we will never know. Okay, then. So not necessarily a dark haunt, but definitely shrouded in mystery. Ooh. <laughs> and coral too like coral how did you get that yeah okay christina you know i get asked all the time how you can support our podcast why well you know it takes a lot of time and effort to do the research to travel try out new things to bring all of this information to our listeners we also have to put it all together once we've recorded yes we do we have to write the show notes and upload everything it takes time it takes work but it's it is work that we enjoy yes it, i mean this is part of our career right exactly however you can support 
us by supporting us on Patreon. Yes, Patreon is a way for you to become sort of a part of what we do. And, and you can even have a, a name when you support us on Patreon. You can have a name? What yes. kind of name do you get? <laughs> we have the Florida Tourists, which is someone who supports us at the level where you get a shout out on our episode, on a future episode. That's cool. You have the Snowbird. With the Snowbird, you get the shout out, but you also get exclusive Florida Travel Pod sticker and a postcard. Oh, how fun. And I love that we called it snowbird yeah snowbirds <laughs> they they come over here during winter time and take over our state and now we have the florida man of course He's we do the true at heart florida soul and they get the shout out the sticker but they also get a travel mug once they've been with us for three months nice Yep, it's fantastic way to support us and say, hey, we'd like for you guys to get an income for what you're doing. Absolutely. It really is. It helps creators all over the world support their business. And you helping us supports our business really does mean the world to us. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Anyway, House of Refuge. This one's a cool story because um, more because of what it was. Did you have you ever heard of a House of Refuge? I mean, I heard of a sanctuary. That's what that sounds like to me. I had never heard of a House of Refuge, um, and basically, what it was was um, a place where uh, they, it was a life saving station. Oh, so the owners used to walk up and down the shoreline. This is located in Stewart, Florida, okay, which is on the East Coast. Um, they would walk up and down the shoreline and, and look for um, survivors of a shipwreck. Oh, that's so like so if there cool. was a bad storm and there was a shipwreck of some kind, the bodies would f- end up floating to shore and they would walk up and down and try to find people that were, you know, s- still alive and they would bring them back for to help them nurse them back to health. And supposedly there's a ghost of an old sailor that can be seen sitting on the rocks outside of the house, staring out into the sea. Oh, Sometimes he wanders the house of refuge. Um, guests have reported hearing a disembodied voice. That word scares me. I hear disembodies and I'm like, is this like, is this like nearly headless Nick floating around, you know, talking <laughs> a disembodied voice saying, and, and okay, I can't do this. You have to go on the website because the guy who's there's a video on the website and he he says it in this voice. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would be running for the hills. He's got this real deep, gruffy sound. And and the voice says, get out. He doesn't like people wandering around in the house, apparently. No, but you're 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 high. You're not a high pitch, but your your girly voice can't get that get get out. out. (laughs) I can't do it, but the way he said, I think, um, actually, I think they used like a voice modulator, but (laughs) I was like, oh, that's so scary. He doesn't want people wandering around the house. Others have claimed to smell things in the house. Um, I... I hear that sometimes in haunted stories, the smell, uh, you hear sounds, you see things, but the smell is weird. It's smelling things and, and it'd be like the, nothing's cooking and they'll smell something. Um, whether it's uh, old pipe tobacco or beef stew cooking, oh. and there's not any of that you know, in the area. And there've been reports of cold spots followed by footsteps and even a masked figure. Ooh, definitely pirate. So that, yeah, see, right? That sounds like a scary one to me. I don't think I would want to go there. Oh, I would still check it out. I, again, probably wouldn't sleep there. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's a, um, if it's a functioning place to visit at the moment. Um, I did not see that, but um, either way, it's, it's there to visit. 
So, okay, moving to Coruscant State Park in Fort Myers. Coruscant? Coruscant? Coruscant. I would, yeah, sure. Starts with a K. I have not ever heard of this state park. I mean, we have how many state parks? We've I know. talked about this. I just, I haven't heard of them. Um, I also haven't done a whole lot of the South State Parks, the South of Florida State Parks. Right. So. Okay. This, I'm reading ahead. You've got to tell this story. Yeah. Isn't this great? So this was the site of a cult. <laughs> I didn't know we had cults. I did, Well, I mean. I just thought those were in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. Sorry, Texas. It was here where people lived with a man who claimed to be some sort of a messiah. Of course Of he course, did. I mean, you know, cult, messiah. It's got to be a messiah. The man turned out to be a doctor named Cyrus Teed. Okay. And would eventually rename himself as Koresh. Koresh. So hence oh the name Koresh. Wait, that's not the guy. That's not the villain in Superman, is it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I can't. Oh, gosh, if you hadn't said it, I wouldn't remember. <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, this is oh, oh, popped in. No, David Koresh. Oh, he's the one that was the wake. See, again, I did think Texas for a reason. He's the guy that hold everybody yeah, up in Waco, in Texas. Waco, yeah, Waco, yep. So Koresh was the namesake of a religion of Koreshanity. Okay. So most of his followers decided to pack up everything in their homes in New York and settle deep into the wooden area of Estero, Florida. That's where this was. Okay. More than 250 of these followers were said to have resided here. After Crush's death in 1908, his body wasn't buried. In oh. fact... It was propped up for three weeks until it had to be disposed of. Koresh's body was interred in a mausoleum soon after and has soon been washed away by a brutal <gasps> hurricane. Oh, my goodness. Why would they keep him sitting there like that? I don't know. But I, I so I did a little bit more digging and Koresh is a form of the name of the um, Hebrew name Cyrus. See, that uh, makes sense because um, he it, it was a man named Cyrus Teed. Okay, yeah. And so it was, he was famous in the Old Testament for freeing the captive Jews and allowing them to return to Israel. Why would someone choose that to then lead a, we, right. a cult? Well, of course, because they, they thought he thought he was a messiah. Right, they, think, they think they're doing something else. Yes. Yeah. Um, so while the last Korishan follower passed away 40 years ago, the spirits of these followers were reportedly sighted on the grounds. People who have visited the site would report hearing footsteps and people appearing and quickly disappearing um, after and take like they would they have to double check to make sure that there's no one still there because they would show up and then disappear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's isn't that a strange and creepy that story? One is probably the craziest one you found so far. What else you got? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Villa Paula, um, or Via Paula. I don't know. This building located in Miami's Little Haiti once served as the Cuban consulate. The first consulate to the island nation was Domingo Millord, and he lived in the residence along with his wife, Paula. While the architecture was exquisite, the story of its haunting is quite gruesome. Paula died at the house after a leg amputation gone wrong, but her spirit to this day is known for making its rounds throughout the halls. Visitors have heard footsteps and saw the spirit of a woman who appeared to have one leg. If you are a fan of Cuban coffee... Oh, <laughs> I like Cuban coffee. You might even get to smell quite a bit of it if you find yourself wandering the halls. Today, 
Villa Paula serves as an art gallery and showcases art from various Latin American artists and even some Picasso paintings. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. During a state. Yes. Oh, okay. Where's that one? You did you lose your place? No, I did. Okay, so the Deering Estate. Um, this one has to deal with whispering in your ear. Okay. Do you like getting whispered in your ear, Tanya? Yes, Christina, whisper in my ear. <laughs> I have a feeling someone's going to text that to me later. <laughs> That's just what you'll experience at the Deering Estate in Cutler. That's it, Cutler. Okay. An environmental, archaeological, and historical preserve in Palmetto Bay. You might need to bring Noah to this place. Uh, maybe. Although no one has lived at Deering Estate since the 1980s, many claim supernatural sightings still haunt this beautiful mansion, which is the site of prehistoric burial mounds. Yep. See? Burial yeah. mounds. I'm telling you, get off the burial mounds. Stop putting things there. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched a little too much Poltergeist, have we? <laughs> You shouldn't be building things on top of the burial mounds. Okay. The fossils date back, they say, 50,000 years. The estate's ghostly sightings have frequently been documented by members of the League of Paranormal Investigators. These people are no joke, by the way. Right. Now you can experience for yourself Miami's most haunted property through Deering Estates, variety of ghost tours and paranormal investigations and overnight experiences. Tanya, let's no, go. No, thank you. <laughs> the overnight spook over. So as much as my son loves all that archaeology and that history, he also does not want to be scared. He has no desire to do horror nights, haunted mansions, scary movies, any of it. So <laughs> let's see how he does exploring these kinds of places. All right. So Jonathan Dixon State Park in Martin County, um, nicknamed the Wild Man of the Loxahatchee. Oh, I know this story. Do you really? Yes, I heard this when I went to Jupiter. Uh, and we, when we toured down the Loxahatchee River, our guide told us about this. Vince he, Trapper Nelson. Yes. The identity of the ghost said to roam Jonathan Dixon State Park. After moving to the area in 1930s, Trapper eventually accumulated 858 acres of land along the Loxahatchee River. In 1968, Trapper was found dead from a shotgun wound. A coroner declared in a, that it was a suicide, but some who knew of his run-ins with the locals believed he was murdered. After his death, the state acquired its land and it became part of Jonathan Dixon State Park in he, 1970. He was kind of a character and he kind of, you know, leaned into the fact that he was, uh, that people thought of him as the this character mm -hmm. and so he um absolutely just took on the name of the trapper and people would float down the river to see him and yeah i agree and you can you can this kind of guy it was not a suicide yeah you can um you know kayak down that river go ahead do it i dare you i, I mean i have <laughs> <laughs> i haven't gone that far but i will go i that i will do too yeah um my last one for today is Blue Anchor. It's a, it's a pub. Oh, uh, then we got to go. I mean, well, I mean, this Delray Beach pub is said to be haunted by the ghost of Bertha Starkey. She was a British woman gruesomely stabbed to death by a jealous husband in a pub in the 19th century London. In London. In London. Mackenzie's familiar with that now. <laughs> Her ghost haunted the original pub built in Chancery Lane in 1865, but the owners tore it down. Okay. The facade and the interior of the bar was moved to Delray Beach from London in the 1990s. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. And over the years, longtime employees have seen and heard strange, unexplainable things. So it's like the haunt. They moved, yeah, they the, moved the haunt. Wow. 
That's I hadn't heard they, of that. Before. Okay, let me rephrase that. They moved and the haunt moved too. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard of that before. That's really cool. Yep. All right, Christina. You gave us a lot, a lot of things to do in South, South Florida. Florida. Where yeah. are you going? Um, okay, so I definitely like the Biltmore. Okay. Um, the Coruscant cult. No. <laughs> that is a no. Hard pass. Next. And the, uh, fresh choice. I, I, fresh choice. The Loxahatchee. I got to go see the Trapper. I do too. I, I mean, I've told you I would go down the Loxahatchee again. I didn't go into this particular area, so I would totally go back to the Loxahatchee. I loved it there. Gonna, I got to go to that pub. We have friends that live in Delray Beach. So I wonder if they know about this. The and pub gonna... that re- relocated a haunt. <laughs> yes. I mean, we got to go check that out. And then, um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll come to the Biltmore with you yeah. and take a visit. But now it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state and this week's featured product because we went to Key West is Key West Aloe. Have you checked this site out yet? We may have mentioned them before. We have. Okay, it Key was West a while Aloe. Ago. <laughs> They're more than just aloe products. They have skin care, sun care, hair care, every kind of care, you name it. With 45 years of experience, Key West Aloe products are vegan, cruelty-free, gluten-free, and paraben-free. Not that you're eating them, though, you know, but people who have gluten allergies sometimes can't even put things that have gluten in them on, on their, their skin. skin. <laughs> so Key West Aloe is a really good, safe alternative for that. So you can check them out at keywestaloe.com. All right, stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out where we're going next week. Woohoo! So you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com where we are sharing our most recent travels. Have you experienced anything that we haven't talked about? Do you have a, a haunted location somewhere in Florida you'd like to share? That's the place to do it. You can comment with any of your favorite tips or ideas about the things that we have already discussed. Or you can reach out to us at on email at hello at floridatravelpod.com. And you can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving a review on your favorite podcast player. This really does help others discover our free content and keep us delivering more for you. And if you enjoy our content, you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash floridatravelpod and we'll give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, more. Who knows? Maybe we'll take Christina to a haunted location and make her spend the night. We'll see. (laughs) See what you donate and what we can do with it. (laughs) If you support us, it allows us to just dedicate more time to research and the best content from the Sunshine State. Next week, we're going to talk about fall and winter festivals. It's fall! Yay, it's fall, y'all. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Now all you have to say is... Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. What was that? Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. Really? Now Collage Travel Radio expands our reach to TuneIn's 30 million U.S.-based listeners via TuneIn's app. Wow! Plus 200 connected devices and auto partners, which include Tesla, Volvo, Sonos, Amazon, Samsung, and others. This is Collage Travel Radio.